0: What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Big Uglies podcast. we're the lineman to the spotlight, and Stan, boy oh boy, did the lineman to the spotlight this last few days with back to back all-time tweets. With the "What if I told you?" tweet doing twenty-five thousand likes, and the big guy ideal ideal body tweet, which I that's not a joke. I think some people thought it was a joke. I'm being dead serious. That's the ideal male body doing seventeen k likes, crazy numbers. We've gained over 1,000 followers across both accounts. Our Instagram family is only 1,000 away from 10,000, which is amazing because we just started that. Um, So all in all, Big Eye family is making some noise recently. Uh, With that being said, briefly just want to touch on the National Championship game. I know we're mainly NFL. We only talk about the NFL. But you have to talk about Alabama for a second. Just unbelievable dominance since Nick Saban's been there. I mean he's won six rings in every class every recruiting class that he's had since he's been there has won at least one national title which is wild to think about
1: absolutely insane like i i saw i saw this stat on this stat on twitter and and some people were talking about like dudes who transferred like kamara like kamara never won one but it was if you had stayed there even if you left early to go to the pros like if you were there you have to be there two three years right Yeah. Regardless of how long you were there, if you stayed at Alabama to the end of your term, whether you went to the pros or you became a senior and you graduated, you would have won a national championship. Like that is insane for, for like how long Nick Saban's been there. And it just speaks to the, you know, the, um, the consistency of that program. And it's not only like consistency where it's like, you know, the Patriots were consistent for those 10, 15 years where they were always at the top of the league. They were always great, but, the difference is like Alabama's like they're consistently not only the best but like by far the best. Like they were in the national championship game and they won by thirty points essentially. Like right. it wasn't even it wasn't even a game. It's insane how how just consistent this team is. And I go through the same thing every year where you see Alabama in the in the in the uh, the championship and then you think oh, well, so many of these guys are going to leave next year. Like, they'll probably have a down year next year. And then <laughs> next year, of course, they're in the playoff again and again and again. Like, you know, Jalen, they're going to lose Jalen Waddell, Devontae Smith, Najee Harris. They're going to lose all these guys. I'm sure they'll lose three or four offensive linemen. They're going to u- lose uh, Mac Jones. And they're still going to be in the final next year, guaranteed. <laughs> like, no, no doubt they'll still be in the final, in, in the, you know, playoffs. So, it's just amazing how, how consistent that team is.
0: It is, it is really, it is wild because college is a different beast. Like it's almost like they've gone to the point where you just expect them to be like great, but like, I don't think like in terms of recruiting and not having any like bus classes, like Duke basketball this year, for example, they stink this year. Like, so just because you're getting like four or five star guys, it doesn't mean they're always going to turn out. So like just a tip of the hat to Nick Saban, what he's been able to do there. And I think from everything I've read and seen, like people are basically saying, he's officially the greatest college coach of all time. Like he passed bear Bryant up and everything. I mean, um, so you're right every, right get, every, yeah. Every time you get to watch him, like I used to, I don't know. I was never a huge Bama fan cause they were so dominant, but now it's like, we've gotten to the threshold of like, you get to witness greatness every time he coaches, which is a pretty cool thing to see like a living legend. Um, so yeah, like you're saying, I expect them to just continue to reload. They reload so quick. You forget guys even went there. Like, I see Calvin Ridley. I'm like, wow, he was at Bama like two years ago. They've had like yeah. four different first round draft picks since then at receiver.
1: I mean, that that's the thing is like, it's amazing that, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if they were able to continue to reload at certain positions, like, you know, specifically at wide receiver or specifically at running back, specific, specifically at O-line. You see that in the Big Ten where it's like, well, Wisconsin always has a good running back. Uh, Iowa and, you know, Wisconsin too. They always have great o-linemen. Um, you know, you go to Michigan, they always have some some great skill players. But Alabama literally reloads at every position, all five stars, all studs. Like when's the last time that Alabama hasn't had an o-lineman that was drafted in like the top 2 rounds? Like has it ever happened, honestly? Like it's insane how Probably how not. much they just churn out offensive linemen.
0: And yeah, before we move into the, the NFL stuff, we got to give a shout out. We have to shout out Bama because both those tweets were Bama oriented. Yep. Um, and they just went crazy. And that <laughs> I'm hoping the Steelers get one of those Leatherwood or Brown because they're just animals. And we oh, that need offensive picture, line help.
1: That picture from the tweet that you already mentioned of Deontay Brown is just like, it's hilarious because you just don't, I just don't understand how people are built like that like how you I know it's just awesome it's insane and like he like you look at him and he's got like a like a <clears throat> belly obviously he's 350 but like if you saw him standing up shirtless he would scare you shitless like that dude is a monster and one of the quote tweets i thought was hilarious i can't remember exactly who it was but someone compared him to Blastoise.
0: They like, oh yeah it's so <laughs>
1: they like superimpose the Blastoise the Blastoise face on like, the <laughs> yeah. i saved that absolutely beautiful so funny i i i loved that but yeah i mean love love all the interaction that we're getting with with the fans and and some new fans so that's been yeah great. and
0: i think a lot of people thought i think it was weird some people thought i was like trying to make fun of them. i'm like if you t- it took you two seconds to go oh to my god go to the account and realize i'm like actually hyping them up um but Bro, deontay that, brown zero sacks Zero sacks in three years in the SEC in like all their national championship runs like that's is, that is like a mind blowing stat. He let up zero sacks. That's
1: and at three not- fifty at three fifty two you kind of assume he would be like a run blocker, but to see how how effective he is as a pass blocker like that's that's impressive. So
0: yeah, love that's amazing. love to see
1: that. Guys, shout out the the big boy Deontay.
0: Yeah and before we get into the NFL playoffs, because I know I'm sure Stan has some stuff to say about the Steelers. Um, we've had a lot of new listeners, followers. So I just want to say briefly reintroduce ourselves. So my name is Pat, AKA the big guy, um, co-host Stan, AKA Packer fanboy. We don't really like his kind around here. Um, But thanks so much for following and listening. And we've got some DMs from people. Obviously, I don't know the names off the top of my head, but just, you know, saying they're enjoying the show so far. So thank you so much for any new listeners out there. Glad to have you. Welcome to the Big Guy family. And uh, hope you enjoy your first ever Big Oggies podcast. Now, with all that being said, we're going into last weekend. I don't really want to talk about it. Steelers, embarrassing. Uh, Bills look great again. Even though it was a close game, Colts kind of, Colts kind of were there. We weren't too far off with our prediction of saying the Colts may be able to sneak that game out. Um, NFC games, kind of not exciting. And the Seahawks just – Seahawks, terrible performance. I'm sorry for all you Hawks fans out there. I saw some hilarious Hawks videos of fans just being in depression. I um, feel you on that. I'm a Steelers fan, so I understand. Um, and then who, who else? Was there any major headlines or big news, radio? Evans Titans stomp stomping on logos back and forth. That's I loved pretty nasty. I did love hour. to see
1: I did love to see that because I feel like nowadays like those kind of things like often get just way over like analyzed and like people are like, Oh, it's just disrespectful, like that kind of stuff. It's like it's competition. These dudes are like they're putting their lives on the line. Like I, I love that. Like I love a little bit of a little bit of a dirty rivalry. Not dirty, but you know, a little bit of like a I don't know how to describe it. It's it's just there's, there, there is hate in the rivalry, but at the same time, there's still respect. Like, There's no doubt that those teams respect each other, but they hate each other, and I love that.
0: Yeah, and I tweeted out about – I was like, don't ever talk about Juju again. Kind of like just stirring the pot. and you know, That kind of took off. People were going crazy. Um, so just for the record, like, just know I was, I was kind of stirring the pot. I wasn't trying to be serious there. Some people got – had to block some people, honestly, for some of the stuff they were saying to me. Yeah. Um, the how I about do, the the Henneke guy Heineken? I, call I, was, I was calling him Heineken. We got to talk about that. He I do want to say hilarious electric deserves, performance.
1: That dude deserves some credit because man, he was electric, dude. Yeah, his dive there, his dive at the end zone there. It reminded me exactly of the the um, Penix Jr. for Indiana against yeah. Penn State early in the year when he reached. I mean, it was a little different because like that one literally was like bang bang fumble. Either, you know, either a touchback for for Penn State or a touchdown to win the game for um, Indiana. That was one of the most electric college football games of the year. But Heineke, I, when, when I saw when I saw him reach for the end zone, I I my mouth was <laughs> wide open. I was like, Oh my lord! I can't <laughs> believe that he just pulled that off because he's just like pretty short, like unassuming. Like he doesn't look like a guy who would really be like all that, you know twitchy and like quick but man he could move in the pocket and roll out get out of the get out of the pocket make some plays it was he was exciting to watch he was fun to watch
0: yeah if he's not on contract I'd imagine he's gonna get something after that performance like you have to
1: that that one game that one game will be enough to give him like six seven years as a backup like he he just made himself without even knowing it he's made himself 20 30 million dollars just with that game
0: Who's the guy? Wasn't there a guy like replaced uh, on the Packers? He went to the Seahawks and kind of was a yeah. bust. Who, who Matt was Flynn. That? Yeah, Matt Flynn. That guy made who? Highway who? robbery.
1: Matt Flynn in what was this? I think it was 2011 um, against the Lions. Um, I'm trying to find it right now. Against the Lions, Week 16, uh, the the Packers sat Aaron Rodgers and most of the starters because they were they were 14 and one going to the playoffs. Like they didn't have anything to play for. Um, and so they put in Matt Flynn, put him in for a game, and he went off. He had 460 and six touchdowns. 460 and six touchdowns. And off of that, he got like a big contract at the time for a huge contract. You know, a pretty big contract at the time for, and he was basically assumed to be the starter in Seattle. But then Russ Wilson got drafted that same year and he beat him out for the job. So Matt Flynn then was, you know, basically a backup for the rest of his career. But I mean, the dude made 30. Forty million dollars off that one game where he just went nuclear. So yeah, you know, I, I similar, love to right? see it when you get when you get backups uh, blowing up like that.
0: Yeah, it was it was a that was a weird game. It was like the Bucks defense, man. Like I understand that kid, had, like Heineke had a great performance, but still, like you got to be worrisome if you're a Bucks fan moving forward with that. Like we'll see how they do against the Saints this weekend. Uh, but that's I think that's the last game. Of the weekend, so I don't want to start there. We're going to start with the Rams and Packers. Now, before we got on here, I was talking about Jalen Ramsey potentially shutting down Devontae Adams. Maybe, maybe, maybe that's a thing. Aaron Donald gets Elton Jenkins. That'll be if that'll be a matchup. Um, oh, so man. I think it's actually it's. I think on paper you see it and you're like, well, the Packers have a, a easy second round game. Um, but I think it could be a little a little more entertaining if, if, if the Rams offense gets hot and their defense, their defense is really good.
1: That's the thing is like, I, the Rams, you know, of the teams the Packers could have played against, I actually do like playing the Rams. They're not the first team I'd want to play, but I I enjoy the fact that we have to play the Rams instead of like the Seahawks or something like that. Just because even with how good their defense is, they're, they're the number one ranked defense this year just kind of under the radar. You know, I feel like, you know, when you think about great defenses in the league today, you think about the Steelers, the Ravens, the bears, you know, even the bucks and Colts. I, I don't so much as think about the Rams. I obviously everyone knows about Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey, but the thing is like, even with that, the Packers of any team probably match up best against the Rams in terms of beating their, their strengths. Like mm-hmm. this year, Devonte Adams, arguably a top five wide receiver season ever I mean in 14 games he didn't play two games and he played half of one game he had almost 1400 receiving yards 18 touchdowns like 115 receive, or receptions like absolutely crazy year like and and teams were doubling him all like for the last five six weeks they were doubling him all the time you you look at the Titans game um, in week 16 for the Packers Devontae had, I think it was three touchdowns and his second touchdown, he was doubled and he still was able to, you know, or third touchdown, he was still able to get away from a double team and score. Like, I don't really, I don't think that Devontae will have one of his typical, like, you know, 150, 11 catches and two touchdowns where no one even thinks about it. It's just the quietest, you know, crazy game of all time where I feel like Devonte has done that all year, but I don't think that Jalen Ramsey is not going to shut him down. I will guarantee you that he will not be able to shut him down altogether. So I feel good about that. And then also with Aaron Donald, again, Aaron Donald's a guy that's like, no one can actually stop him. But if you had to put your money on anybody to stop him, I would put it on an all pro center, Corey Lindsley and a pro bowl. I can't believe he didn't make all pros first or second (laughs) team, Elton Jenkins. Like, those are two of the best interior linemen in the league. And those are the guys that are going to be blocking Aaron Donald. So I do feel thankful as a Packers fan that we have those guys to sort of combat their, their high powered defensive players. But, um, you know, at the same time, there's still, I mean, there's still worry in my mind. I'm not, this isn't a, this isn't a walk through a cakewalk by any means, but, um, you know, with the Rams uncertainty on offense at quarterback, and frankly, they're kind of ineptitude on offense all year. I do feel uh, pretty good about that. And not only that, but, you know, Matt LaFleur knows the, this scheme better than anyone. I mean, he, he was with McVay. He was a student of McVeigh for, you know, how many years, five, six years. And so if anyone knows the tendencies and where this team is going to try to beat you, I, Matt LaFleur is the guy that, that would know. So I feel optimistic. Uh, cautiously optimistic about this game is how I would put it
0: yeah I I'm on the Packers train too this week but I think it'll be a more exciting matchup than people suspect but maybe the Packers come out just on fire like they have been recently and blow it out but I don't know I'm hoping for a good matchup just as a a selfish viewer Uh, because Donald and like Joseph Day that'll be some there'll be some awesome matchups in the trenches and Aaron Donald is just crazy good I don't know his injury I think he like hurt his ribs a little bit so i don't know what his deal is
1: that could be an issue
0: but man like when you watch him like he just blows by guys so fast and it's just his hand moves and like it's just everyone listening knows that it's nothing new but it is just when you actually get to watch him like you're like wow this guy's crazy <laughs> his
1: hand his his hand it's combat nuts. quickness and and strength is unlike anybody i've ever seen like it's crazy it, it just looks different when he's when he's making a move. Like, it looks like there's more power behind it, more strength behind it, more speed behind it. Like, it, it it's hard to – it's weird. Because when you're playing, like, you're putting those moves on, you feel like you're really, like, trying to, like, put power into those. But when you watch Aaron Donald do it, it's just – it's on a different level. It really is just on a different level. It's hard to explain. So, he's an animal. I mean, there's no way we'll be able to contain him all together. But, you know, I no, do feel – like we have a chance to at least uh, hinder his ability. So it's like,
0: uh, it's like playing um, like MJ or LeBron or Kobe, like, you know, they're going to get theirs. You know what I mean? It's just like, it's a matter of slowing them down. It's not, you're not going to ever stop them. You, yeah, <laughs> that's the th- that's like mentally going into that game. You have to be like, he's going to win his. It's kind of what, remember what Owen was talking about when he was like some of the best guys I played, like it was the first time I ever even got beat in life. And yeah. like, I think his point, his point was like, When you're playing the top guys, like you're, you have to just you have to accept that you're going to get beat some plays. Like you're no way you're going to contain them. So yeah, for sure. uh, That's how you. That's how you view that matchup. Jared Goff, definitely the biggest question mark. I'm like, when I had surgery in my thumb, I had pins in my hand too. I can't even imagine grabbing a. I couldn't even grab a beer can. Like I was drinking with my left hand. So I can't even imagine throwing a football. So that's just wild to me. I don't know what's. He looks fine though. So maybe we'll see. Either way, I'm sticking with the Packers. Last week we did we did relatively good with our picks, actually.
1: Yeah, we're um, actually good.
0: So I'm 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 pretty confident in saying the Packers, and I'm assuming you are too.
1: I would. Um, I I am gonna. I would go Packers. The minus seven. I actually feel it's scary because I feel pretty good about the minus seven. Honestly. Um, even though there's whenever I feel this way, this is when I get just massacred and like the Packers surprise me and have a shit game. So I am worried about that. I'm also worried about you look at the Packers um, off of buys. They have not been great. Uh, last year we did well against the Seahawks in the playoffs, but last year in the regular season uh, we came off the buy against the chargers who were crap and, and we ended up blowing that game, had a terrible game this year. We came off the bye against – who was it? That wasn't the Bucks game, was it? I'm trying to remember when our bye was this year. I think the Bucks game was the first game after the bye, and we got crushed. So there is some worry to me that, like, maybe there's some sort of complacency. But I don't know, something like – for anyone who pays close attention to the Packers and, you know, I'm sure everyone does this with their own team, but for some reason this year feels different. And like from everyone that talks about it, like on the team, Rogers and, you know, Devante and other guys in, in media interviews, like it just feels different for some reason. So um, this I hits feel, different. I, I feel, yeah, it hits different, bro. So like, I, I am cautiously <laughs> optimistic about this game. Um, if I had to make a pick, it would definitely be the Packers. Um, but I am, I am preparing my mind for a, for a potential letdown. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and before we move on to the bills and Ravens, just want to give a quick shout out to Jared Veld here. Uh, oh that's how you pronounce his last name. Veld here. Yeah. Um, he played for the Colts against the bills last weekend. And then because he was on the practice squad and that's what I, that's what I read. He's allowed to sign somewhere else or someone else is allowed to pick him up because he wasn't on the yep. active roster technically. So now he's on the Packers. <laughs> it's like, it's going to be the first time. I, th- I don't know if it's the first time ever. It might be. It. I don't remember right off the top of my head. But for, for a guy to play on two different teams, both in the playoffs, which is pretty is. wild and cool. I'm
1: pretty sure the only reason it's actually allowed this year is because of COVID, Like hmm. that you're able to pick guys up off of practice squads. Like That's how – and I think we're going to get into it later. But with the, the Browns uh, guard, what was his name?
0: Blake Hans. Um,
1: yeah. He got picked up off the jets practice squad and then like three days or, you know, that day or whatever it was. And he, yeah. and he drove six hours to the game. Like I think that's specifically because of COVID, like they're allowing late additions from practice squads. So, but yeah, it's, it's kind of hilarious that Valdir literally started that game for the Colts and he could <laughs> easily play for the Packers. He played for the Packers last year. He was like a mid season pickup the Packers made last year and he ended up coming in and playing real, really meaningful snaps and played well. So, um, yeah, it's it's a it's a pretty cool pretty cool pickup, and I mean, I, I I read an article about him, which is just hilarious to me. He's he was saying that he was coaching football, he was coaching high school football. So like, being a coach is like, even at high school level, that's no that's no patty cake. Like that's a lot of work. Like you're putting in a lot of work to like make that team run. And even then, he was saying I miss football when he's literally like a part of a team, like helping lead a team. And he was like, I miss football. And that's how he ended up get, like, getting back into the league. And so I, I just thought that was kind of hilarious. And, you know, now he might be starting for two different teams in the playoffs.
0: Yeah, and I also read that this is going to be his third game of the year, which counts towards your pension as a year of playing. So I, I don't know how I don't know how many other years he's played. Like I don't know how many years he has left to get the pension because I think you have to play a certain amount of years to get credit for it. But he like this could be like this could be a big deal for his like future, just life in general.
1: Yeah, it's pretty I mean, cool. He's been in the league for like ten years or so. So I'd imagine that that would be plenty. But
0: yeah, yeah. it's pretty cool. Um, I just want to give those guys a shout out. Um, Ravens Bills Saturday night. I'm much. I'm really looking forward to this game. I think this. I think. I'm I'm on the Ravens train. Even though I'm from Pittsburgh and I'm in a group chat with a bunch of Ravens people who just taunt me every day. I I like the Ravens. Like I think that I wouldn't want to play the Ravens right now. These are this is arguably the two hottest teams in the league, Bills and Ravens, at least on the AFC side. So well,
1: on the AFC side for sure. I mean, the Bills have been like offensively crazy. Last week against the Colts, they were, you know, 27 is nothing to sneeze at in the playoffs against a good D like the Colts. But, but yeah, the, the bills are like, they, they tend to keep teams close. I feel like in big games sometimes. So I, I do worry about that. I think the bills are favored by three here. Yeah. I really like on this one, I, I flip flop both ways because on one side it's like Lamar is that guy that you can't game plan for him. There's nothing you can do to game plan for him. He's, he's just a different breed. Like literally he's a different breed. But at the same time, Josh Allen is no schlub. He's been playing pretty amazing. Stefan Diggs, an absolute stud. And, like, with Lamar, you saw, like, in the early in that game, in the first quarter, like, some of those throws, that one pick that he had was Brutal. one of the worst throws I've ever seen in my life. That was a like punt. That was one of those – that's, like, the classic uh, – you've seen – I'm sure you've seen the video of Tim Tebow, like, in practice with the Broncos where he <laughs> throws a little, like – it's, like, you know, 30 – 30 yards downfield to the sidelines and it's complete duck and maybe goes 15 <laughs> yards downfield. Like it was, it was basically that. Oh, throw. And so
2: man.
1: you get those sometimes out of Lamar and you're like, you, you just yeah. kind of have to shake your head and wonder where that came from. But um, with that said, you know, the Ravens are really hot. Their defense playing well, giving up 13 points, to the Titans. I mean, that's pretty crazy. That's pretty crazy. Right. So um, that's
0: why, that's why I'm high on the Ravens. Like I, their defense, like the as hot as the Bills' offense is, like the Ravens' defense matches up really well. Like their secondary is loaded, front seven's good. Obviously, they like literally shut down Derrick Henry, which is impressive. And Harbaugh's a great coach, and they're used to playing in the playoffs. Bills aren't. I know a lot of people's like saying that doesn't matter that much, but I don't know. I think playoff experience does matter, um, just from a coaching perspective too. So. I, I'll go I'll go off the ledge. I'll take the Ravens in an upset just to spice things up a little bit so we're not just taking favorites. But so that's my pick. I'm taking the Ravens Saturday night. I'll take the Bills.
1: I think Josh Allen is is playing too hot right now. I think the Ravens, despite their corners, you know, Marcus Peters and, and uh uh Marlon Humphreys, you know, they have great players in the back end, but I still feel like Josh Allen and his ability to make plays off schedule Stephon Diggs is so good Like when when it's off schedule and he's just finding a place to get open. I think the Bills are still able to pull this one off. Um, I expect Lamar to throw a pick or two. Um, so I'm going to take the Bills. Um, again, close. I think this will be a close one. Um, I could see it going either way, but I'll take the Bills.
0: Would you say that this weekend is the best weekend for football?
1: I mean, I would argue like last the... weekend –
0: yeah okay, that's like that's what I was paper. having a right. That's just, uh, I, was, just I was kind of in between it, the two too. Just because yeah, you get because more games,
1: six games you get more games. But yeah. at, to your point, honestly, a lot of those games like were not very competitive. Like yeah, Bills Colts was a good game. Rams Seahawks was like, I mean, it was close, but it was ugly. Bucks Washington, like you never really thought the Bucks were going to lose that game. Yeah, you know, exactly. Washington kept it close. Ravens Titans was a pretty good game but then like Saints Bears Brown Steelers like you basically could have turned those games off at like right. halftime halfway through the third quarter Brown Steelers which we're about to get in the Browns Chiefs game so we might as well transition this Yeah Steelers bro where I just want to hear your thoughts right now on the state of the Steelers going into 2021 no first round pick this year like where what do you what do you do where do you go
0: Obviously a terrible loss like you never want to lose at home in the playoffs to anybody, let alone the Browns. Um, but the Browns aren't just the Browns. Like Juju, you can't just say that. They are obviously finally are starting to get better. Um, so I've, I'm like – I'm not one of those crazy yinzers who like wants to fire Tomlin, Ben retire, everyone retire, like start from scratch. I hate the Browns, blah, blah, blah. Like it's it's like – it is what it is. It's, it's – uh, What's the what's the famous saying of like, Father Time is always right or whatever. Father Time I mean, is undefeated. Yeah, like that's what that's that's basically what's happening. And like as a fan of a team, like I grew up, I'm 24. As a, I've I've literally just seen winning my whole life, so I really can't be complaining. Like it's just this yeah. is a natural transition of the league, and I tweeted out about the bills and Browns being like the first time ever. I think they have won the same year, a playoff game. Like, I think it's healthy for the league for new teams to take over. Um, and that's not to say, I think the Browns are like taken over forever and officially like they're better than us and the Ravens and whatnot. Um, but like, they're fine. Like they're good. They're a good team. I I've always been a fan of Baker. I'm also a fan of Lamar too. So I've, I have no ill will against any of the teams because like, even though I am a Steelers fan, like I also just like football, and like I can step back and like I don't really have any hatred towards anybody except the Patriots when they are good. I'm not gonna lie, hated Tom Brady's. Um, but the st- in terms of the state, the Steelers. It really mat. It really depends on like what happens with Ben. Rumors are that Pouncey is retiring, and Ben and Pouncey always said they're gonna go out together. So does that mean Ben's gonna go too? I don't know because he's guaranteed $41 million next year if he stays. (laughs) So I could see Ben staying one more year just to play out his contract. Um, So I, I, I I don't know. We'll see. I suspect that's what's going to happen, which I think would be worst case for the team because I'd rather honestly, from a, a fan's perspective, I'd rather have Ben retire, even though it's a terrible way to go out, obviously, um, just to free up some cap space to, to keep, like, guys like Cam Sutton and Mike Hilton-type players. Um, we're not going to be able to keep, like, Dupree's of the world, that he's going to get paid. But just, like, maintain some of the young guys on defense and offense versus, like, if Ben comes back, we're not going to be able to sign, like, anyone. So that's going to be tough. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, it is what it is. I mean, obviously it's sad seeing – big ben go out like that and like he's like crying on the bench after because like that's a part of like that's a it's almost like an end of an era you know it's like you're seeing them transition out which is like man like like what now what's next you know you can't have mason rudolph at the helm um so it is what it is but i give uh i give the browns all the credit in the world i'm i like stefanski a lot too so i have no problem with you know their success and i i'm a type of person which I don't know. I don't know if anyone else agrees with this, but like in the playoffs, like I actually root for like the AFC North in the playoffs because like you battle these teams all year. It's kind of nice to see like them do well in the same time. Cause you're like, yeah, like they deserve to do well, you know?
1: I see. I don't feel that. And part of that is because like, I'm from Minneapolis. I'm a Packers fan. So like people hate me for being a Packers fans and being a Packers fan. And I hate Vikings fans cause they're salty cause they're not Packers fans. And so like, Anytime that the Vikings sniff uh, success, which is few and far between, it it does scare me because I don't want them to get anything because that'll <laughs> give them some sort of legitimacy, which they don't have. So um, I, I will say that. Same with the Bears. Like, fuck the Bears. Like, they 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 have no relevancy. But even on the years, you know, where they had <laughs> one good year of, like, 13-3, and they think that that's, gonna, that that's easy. Like, our Bears fans – Our, our bears friend, our friends that are bears fans, Jesus. um, You remember back in, what was that? 2018 when they were the number one seed in the NFC and they thought that they were, you know, they were going to be that team for the next five, six, seven years. Like they were like the North is ours. We're not giving it back. Literally the next year they were average this year. (laughs) They are barely made the playoffs limped into the playoffs And so, like, for me, I don't feel the same way. But regarding the Steelers, it is interesting, the downfall of of Big Ben. I wonder how much of it is related to, like, the injury that he had last year. But, I mean, like, down the stretch this year, he was just – there was no depending on him. And so, it's tough because when you build a team like the Steelers have where it's defense first, really, even though they have so many weapons on offense too – the defense, like, the whole mentality of defense wins championships, I don't know if that really plays anymore because even with a team like the Steelers, whose defense is so good, and granted, you guys had a lot of injuries, but even those defenses are liable to give up a 30, 35 points a, a game sometime like this game where they get, like gave up 40 to the 48, almost 50 to the Browns. But I just feel like at this point in the NFL, you have to have an offense that can score 30 to feel confident in every game. Like, if you have an offense that can score 30, like the Packers, like the Chiefs, like, you know, the Bills now, these are teams that, like, if they score thirty in any given day, it's not a surprise. It's like, yeah, that's that's how their offense runs. And with those kind of teams, no matter how far you're down, you still feel like you're in it. Like last year with with the Chiefs, they were down 21 rip to the to the uh, Titans or not the Titans to the the Texans real quick in that in that uh, AFC Championship game, and they still pulled it out. And they even still covered after that. Like it, it's it's amazing how how easily they got back into it versus the Steelers when they were down 21 0 28 0 or whatever it was in this game. Like, I don't think anyone really felt like they were going to get back into it. I don't know if you had that like feeling, but to me, I like turned it off almost and like went about my day and did other things. Cause I was like, this game's over. Like the Steelers are not that explosive offense to the point of like the Packers and the, and the chiefs and the bills right now, where they can get back like in this game. I don't think that they're good enough at this point offensively to be able to do that. So all of this is to say, like, at this point, the Steelers, I think it's time to just, you know, cut your losses and, and start going for it, try, trying to find your next quarterback because I I just think it's very clear that Ben's not the answer anymore. I don't think he can get it done anymore.
0: Yeah, and speaking of just the offense in general, I think, I think it was Nick Saban speaking of him. And just on the college level, and I think this is also the NFL level too, like, he basically said, like he basically said without saying, defenses don't win championships anymore and that the best athletes are all wanna be offensive guys now. So the offenses are so high powered. Oh, yeah. And just the then you have like the play calling geniuses, like the McVeighs of the world and Shanahan, just a whole new game of plays, you know, are being created every offseason. And plus just NFL rules in general favor the offense. Like it's just how it is. Like Sure. NFL is NFL's a business at the end of the day. They know what how big fantasy football is and betting and all that. They don't want games being like 10 to 7 like the Steelers, Ravens in 07. You know? So I agree. I think it's a very offensive-oriented uh, NFL and college game nowadays, even the National Championship game. It was like literally just a shootout. So I do agree with that. And the only time the Steelers had a chance to get back in the game and Tom would screwed it up was when we had a fourth and one on our own 40 or on the Browns 40. And if we scored, we would have got it within like five points. I believe we were down by 12 and we, he elected to punt and we punt in the end zone and they go down and score. And that basically is the ball game. Um, Mm -hmm. so just poor coaching. If, if you want my honest opinion, if Ben doesn't retire this year, I think he'll come back. We'll be like the Colts this year kind of situation again. Um, and then I'd imagine he'd he go. I think Tommen might also go with him. And I think Col Colbert our GM, I think he'll go. I think Lily will have a whole sweep of the house and it's like a new era in Pittsburgh. Really? Yeah, that's that'd be my guess. And we're gonna build around like the TJ Watt, like he'll get a f- huge contract probably and mm-hmm. make a Fitzpatrick and we'll try to s- make it happen. So that's 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 my uh that'd be my guesses of what's gonna happen. But Again, who knows? We'll see what happens. Obviously, sad ending. Terrible way to go out, especially for Pouncey if, if, if in fact, he does retire. Um, but don't take too much time on the Steelers. I could go all day about it, but this podcast isn't a Steelers or a Packers podcast, so we got to keep things moving. Browns, Chiefs, I mean, the Brownies might keep up, but I don't know how you don't just pick the Chiefs in this game. I know they haven't played in a while. I feel like I haven't seen the Chiefs playing forever, but they're just so good. They're so good. Like even when they're down like twenty one points, like you're saying, <laughs> they can score so quickly. So Kelsey's easy. unreal. Tyree kills unreal. Their defense, their defense isn't that great, but like they score like at will. So I don't know. It's hard to judge them.
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah this this is just a game where. It- I love the Browns. I will be rooting for the Browns. I want the Browns with everything that I have, but the chiefs just have too much firepower. I, I don't see how they, they lose this game. I, I do think the Browns will put up points. I think they will be able to put up, you know, 27, 28 points, because, you know, like you said, this might be the best offense or rushing attack in the, in the league probably is. And this is not a great defense, especially rushing, rushing. It's not a good rushing defense. So the, the, the Browns will be able to put up points. I just don't think that they'll be able to keep up offensively with the Chiefs. They're just the, yeah, the Chiefs exactly. are too explosive, especially with Andy Reid off of a bye. I've seen I saw some stat that was like Andy Reid in the last, you know, five years off of a bye, uh, whether in the playoffs or the regular season. And it was like, I think there was one game where they scored under 35 points. So it's yeah, like, it's nuts they're going to put up 35, 40 points. I almost guarantee it. And so I just, I just don't know how the Browns would be able to keep it that close, but um, even with the chiefs, you know, in some ways seeming to limp into the playoffs, they, they haven't really dominated recently. Um, I just think, I just think Patrick Mahomes, Tyreek or, I mean Tyreek Hill, Kelsey, you know, these weapons, they they'll they'll come ready to play in the playoffs with a with a bye. I just don't see how the Browns keep up.
0: Yeah, it's it's the Chiefs are in one of those like situations where even though there's like r- the random like nitpicking stats of them not doing that well, they're still winning. So like exactly. that's all that, <laughs> that's all that matters at the end of the day. So it's, it's almost like until the Chiefs lose, I'm going to have to pick them. So mm-hmm. that's that's how I'm rolling in terms of just like head-to-head. I don't know what the spread is on this game.
1: I think the spread on this is like – it's close to like 10. Like it's pretty Jeez, high. Jeez,
0: that is a lot. Which
1: is – I mean, that's a lot. So, I, I mean, spread-wise, I might take the Browns. I, I probably won't be betting it, but, you know – that's a big spread for the playoffs. And you saw last week with any yeah, uh, this, other than the Bears. Where, by the way, on that on that play, the the Bears didn't get get the chance to cover because of the rule uh, yeah. where you don't have to kick the extra be. point. My god, dude. For anyone who had, you know, plus 11, plus 11 and a half, I, I think it closed there. I had I personally had minus ten and a half 10 and a half or plus 10 and a half, so I would have needed them to go for two. But the, the videos you see on Twitter and Instagram and whatnot of people like going crazy, like, oh, they got a chance to cover, and then everyone's walking to the to the to the locker room and they're like,
0: No, what yeah. are you doing? Turn around. Like that, that was is just crazy.
1: That's gambling at it at its best. So I, I thought that was that was hilarious. That also needed to be mentioned. <laughs>
0: Dude, but I know people on the other side of that who were like they oh, yeah. their ass was saved because of that. So Oh yeah, goes, for sure. It goes both ways. But yeah, I mean I got, I'm picking the chiefs Browns. If the Browns run the ball and, and use like hunt and Chubb and then just allow Baker to make, you know, five, 10 yard throws, maybe occasional deep shot. That's when they're the best. Like whenever, like whenever they get outside, outside of that and, or like Baker tries to do too much, that's when he throws wild picks and whatnot. If he just, if they play their game, they're a really good team and they have a good defense too. Yeah. Um,
1: But the way I see the Browns pulling this game out would be similar to how the Vikings beat the Packers uh, during the regular season where it was in the, in the um, first half, there were five possessions. There was a like nine minute drive by the Vikings scoring a touchdown on their first drive. Packers had a five to six minute drive where they scored. And then the Vikings had another eight or nine minute drive. Like that's how I see them winning. This is just ball control, keep the ball in their hand, keep running it. Hope that the Chiefs just can't get momentum offensively and make a stop or two. But controlling the ball for the Browns, to me, seems like a, a big, uh, you know, a big point or a big plan where they could actually win this game. Because with the Chiefs, it's either you are able to score with them as much as they are, which really I only think the Packers and the Bills can do that or you had to be able to control the ball and keep the ball out of Patrick Mahomes hands, which the Browns could potentially do. So that's the only way I really see the Browns winning this game.
0: Yeah. And granted, Stevansky wasn't coaching last game, but like the fact the Steelers even got within 12 points, it was just nuts to me. Like, I just can't trust the Browns. Like they had, they had one drive. That was like 45 seconds. And like, why were they even throwing it? They were up by like four touchdowns, just run with like two your unreal backs. It's, so that's why yeah. I don't trust the Browns. Like they, they didn't even do it against us when they had four touchdown lead is if you do that against the, the chiefs, they're coming back um, yeah, for sure. Last game of the night, or last game of the whole entire weekend, I should say bucks for saints. This is a inner division matchup. Is that what it's called? The proper term for it. Sure. Um, so I'm really excited for it. I think this will be, this is like, I saw some memes This should be on the history channel because both quarterbacks are like 50.
1: Yeah. I love it.
0: But I think this will be a really good matchup. I, I actually like the saints in this over the box, but t- you know, Tom Brady in the playoffs, man, it's, t- it's tough to bet against them.
1: No, I, I agree. It's it, beating a team three times in one year is hard. I feel like you hear that every yeah, right. year where, you know, anytime two it's true, teams though. meet up in the playoffs, but that's true. And especially with a guy like Tom Brady. Who, you know, I've said it before, I think he's the most overrated player in maybe sports history. But it has to be said that (laughs) he 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 shows up in the playoffs. He has amazing weapons around him. They've got a solid defense. Like, this is a team that even when they like they got blown out by the Saints in their two previous games. I think the combined scores were like it was like 75 to 20 or something like that. Just absolute massacres. But at the same time, like the Bucks aren't that, that's not the team that the Bucs are. It reminds me of like when the Packers played the the Packers got blown out by the Bucks. But I don't like, I don't think that's necessarily indicative of either of those teams. Like, I think there's something to be said about kind of games that just get out of hand. Like it just happens, you know, Steelers Browns, like, I think after the first quarter, that game was maybe more indicative of how that game should have been, but it was just 28-0 first quarter, yeah. where it's just like it's it's just one of those weird games, you know, and I think that kind of happened twice to the Bucs. So that's not to say the Saints, I mean, I I am still going to pick the Saints, but the Bucks have that ability to to win this game. They have too many weapons on offense and their defense is too good to not, you know, at least have a chance and keep this close. Like I think it'll be a really good game. Um, but I do think the Saints will eventually pull it
0: out. I, it's I think it's a hard game to pick because neither team played as well as I thought they were going to play in the previous week. For sure. Like I thought both, I thought both games were going to be a blowout, and they kind of weren't. Which is well, I guess the Saints, like you never, you didn't think either of them were going to lose to the the Bears or the the football team. But still, it wasn't like a dominating performance by any means. And in. I don't know, it's it's tough to judge Brady and Breeze right now cuz some games they look some re- games they look really good and the other games like well like you can kind of see their age coming out a little bit. Yeah. Um but I, the way the reason I like the Saints is cuz their defense is very good. And I, so I always lean towards if it's similar offensive matchup I like I like picking the better defense. The Bucks defense, everyone talks about the Bucks defense being really good. I don't I don't see it. I really don't. Like every game I've watched them play, they like let up pretty much a lot of points or plays that I'm like, geez, like that's pretty ugly.
1: Yeah. The one thing I'll say about the bucks defense is, you know, the saints best weapon is Kamara. I don't think you can say it's Michael Thomas anymore. I think it's uh, clearly Kamara. The bucks might have the best duo of linebackers in the league to defend Kamara. They have speedy, speedy linebackers. They got Devin white. They have Levante David, like they have some, uh, Juan Alexander, knows no longer there, right? Um, but, yeah. It's, he's on it's the Saints, I think. <laughs> okay. Well, he was on the 49ers, right? Did he get traded or dropped again? Whatever it is. Yeah, he's Devin been bouncing White. around. Yeah, Devin White and Levante David, like, those are two speedy linebackers. Yeah, and if anybody in the league is going to cover Kamara, I think it's one of those two guys that, like, has the ability to actually make an open field tackle against him. So that is something to be said. Like, <laughs> Drew Brees loves nothing more than just – acting like he's actually going through reads to just check it down to Kamara and like, get 50 yards off of it. So, I swear
0: he does that. He just He's to...
1: like, oh, yeah, I'll just look downfield. Ah, Kamara's right there. Yeah, exactly. So, so I would say the Bucs are lucky in that sense, that they have two guys that can actually defend him. But at the same time, I still feel like the Saints, yeah, like you said defensively, I think their defense actually is really good. I think the Bucs are – on paper, they should be good. And I think early in the year they played really well, but they haven't really played particularly well recently. People will say nine points against the Bears. Bro, it's the Bears. Shut up. Yeah. Um, but, it, like, before that, you know, the Falcons, they give up 20, 27. Um, you know, I, I just think when you when they play good offenses, they are susceptible to giving up points. So, I, I think there's an opportunity for the Saints to put up some some points against them.
0: Did you see Cam uh, Jordan's comments on – Trubisky. Um, He was on the Rich Eisen show and Rich Eisen was like, now in terms of preparing for quarterbacks, you've played this year. Like where would you rank uh, like Mitch? And he was like, "Uh, I plead the fifth, like basically saying (laughs) like, he's so bad.
1: He's terrible.
0: And they announced today that pace and Nagy coming back. Wow. So funny.
1: So that's just crazy. That's crazy. Some some of the quotes coming out of that uh, press conference are hilarious. Like, they were saying like the last five weeks or four weeks gave us a lot of confidence in this, in this staff. And I saw someone that tweeted like, bro, it was literally the three wins you had in those last four weeks were against the lions, the Texans and the Jags. Like that's not, that's not a program getting it together. That's playing garbage teams.
0: Yeah. I, I just don't get that, but I'm sure once the season's over, we'll get more into uh, all the different coaches being fired and landing yeah. spots and the draft. Exactly. Exactly. And that's about everything I think we both have to say about these this upcoming weekend's games. Looking forward to them, though, I think there's a lot of really good matchups. And like I said, if either last weekend or this upcoming weekend, I think they're the best for, for football, even though it's kind of sad the season's ending. Um, but we should see some really good football. Um, but with that being said, we got to move into our draft. And if you're new to this, every week we do a big guy draft, whether it's fast food items. We're, we have some, some stuff in our back pocket moving forward, other items like ice cream and maybe some chips getting involved. Um, but basically any big guy food. And I think we're going to expand even more if it's just fast food. Cause I, we're not just fat. We're, we're people too. We're humans. <laughs> um, and I think that's what matters most. But this week we're doing the best tailgate foods. Now we understand that there's some closeness in relationship with tailgate and then game day foods, because we're gonna do a game day foods for the Super Bowl weekend. Um, but there is there is some small distinctions and differences between like what you're eating in a parking lot when it's 20 degrees out before you go into a game, versus sitting in a nice home with like a whole spread of food. And at least we kind of behind the scenes we agree that there's some small differences in there. So uh, hopefully that you'll you'll understand.
1: And I think it's an important distinction that you guys have to come understand where our mindset is coming from. We're both from, you know, the Midwest, North. So like when I, yeah, when I think tail go, tailgating, I think cold, I'm not like thinking, you know, down South, SEC, you know, fall where it's not too cold and or like in Texas, you know, something like that. I'm thinking Minneapolis, Wisconsin, Pittsburgh, New York, Buffalo, like those kind of tailgates. It's cold, it's freezing. Like everyone right. just wants something warm, so that's where we're kind of coming from when it comes to to this draft.
0: Yeah, and like we're not eating hush puppies in the in the parking lot, um, so <laughs> <laughs> like take that into account. So it doesn't mean we don't like any of that food either. It's just like what we're accustomed to, I guess, is the best way to put yeah. it. Um, last week, absolute bloodbath. I took I took the crown, not even a question. Currently, I'm either three 0 or four 0 You stand, you're on the you're in the edge of glory right now.
1: Yeah. See, I have, I have to say, you know, I can't explain how dumbfounded and surprised (laughs) I was by, by the result of the last draft, you know, let alone, let alone losing a draft, you know, that's one thing, but getting just embarrassed. I'm looking right now, the, the percentage of people that voted for me, I had 10% of the vote, Pat, you had 90% of the vote. Like, (laughs) I like if I lost, I would have been surprised. I honestly thought I was going to win this draft and I got massacred. And so I don't know where I went wrong. Like, I feel like the McDonald's fries is a pretty like solid choice. Like, I think the Shake Shack burger probably maybe set people like, uh you know, maybe rub people the wrong way, but like the Popeye's chicken sandwich, come on. Like that's, that's insane. Yeah, I do Torillos, Locos, <laughs> Tacos, like those are fuego. I don't, I think the cheesy gordita crunch was a really good pick, but like, Doritos, Locos Tacos, like I don't know how you go wrong with those, and McDonald's apple pies, like. All right, I'm, I don't want to get into it too much, but like I got killed, so I I don't really know what's going on today. I'm just shooting from the hip, hoping something <laughs> sticks. Because as as of right now, I've just I've just been getting embarrassed, emasculated.
0: Yeah. Long story short, Stan was rattled when the the poll came out. He literally was text, really text, texting me like questioning his big guy status. Like he's like, "Am I maybe I'm a bad big guy?" You, I might.
1: I might not be a, I might not be fat enough anymore. Like I may have just lost touch with my obese side. Like something's wrong.
0: I just, I just know, I just know my audience. I I think that's, that's what it comes down to. I I I know the big guys, they want baconators. They want bacon shoved in their face with a ton of mail on it. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I want. Um, anyway, and this, for this, so this format, we're doing five selections per usual, um, three for food and then our fourth and fifth. Is going to be a chip because you got to have chips at a tailgate, like you're a psychopath if you don't. And then the fifth place, because I'm just going to clarify majority of our audience on our statistics is above the drinking age. So for our fifth spot we're going to do, I guess I'll let you incorporate liquor if you want. Um, Cause I guess there are a few, a few like the ones that are always there, especially in a cold climate um, or light beer, or if you want to be a weirdo, do heavy beer, but it's kind of a, Wild move to pick a heavy beer during a tailgate, because you're probably okay. So we're allowing
1: on. we're allowing liquor, not just not just light beer.
0: Yeah, I guess. I guess okay, you, if you want,
1: that changes things.
0: It does, but hey, that's what you maybe you, you know play to your audience. Play to your audience.
1: Oh, I'm not pandering anymore. I'm just doing what <laughs> I. I'm not pandering anymore. I'm done. Last week that.
0: you pandered and just died. So
1: I wasn't even pandering though. But like the picks I took were like definitely more popular, but. I wasn't even pandering. I don't know. I'm I'm just shooting from the hip today, hoping some some something, something, something yeah. happens. So
0: all right, so you have first pick. That.
1: Yeah. So I do want to clarify before we do this: Are we designating the fourth and fifth picks for chips and and uh, beer, or can I take like a chip with my first pick if I want?
0: Yeah, you can take you can take you, you can take them whatever order you want. You just need to have two okay. of those spots. Okay.
1: Just wanted to make sure on that. So
0: yeah, that's fine.
1: Okay, so with the number one pick, this is a tough one because I, in my mind, there's 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 only two answers that you can make here, and they're both the same category. But it really just depends on where you're coming from, and and for me, it's it's clear which one I'm, which one it's going to take. It's coming from the sausage family. It's just which of the you know the which of the links am I picking? So with that, my number one pick is in. With the number one pick, I am going with brats. That is a Midwest staple, specifically in Wisconsin, where I've done a lot of my tailgating at Packers games. And And a brat, it's just it's it's. – I'm not a massive hot, guy, hot dog guy. I'm not really a huge hot dog guy. Um, however, a hot dog at a tailgate hits different, that's for sure. But with that said, a brat is – in my opinion, hands down, better than a, than a hot dog. Um, I there's nothing better. It's just got it's got more it's got more depth to the flavor. It's got it's they're usually a little girthier. Um, they're usually better quality. I mean, on, like honestly, like I think they're just I think they're just better all around altogether. Um, you know, put a little bit of ketchup, a little bit of mustard. If you're feeling a little frisky, maybe a little a little bit of relish. That's more of a hot dog thing. But um, I to me. The brat is the the go to tailgate food and I, I feel I feel great with that as my number one pick.
0: Yeah, I that's the same pick I was thinking of too. I you have to pick a brat. And maybe someone listening is like I've never even had one. Like, trust me. Trust us. They're really freaking good. Plus you that's throw the, some mustard on them.
1: Yeah, that's the thing. I, love, like,
0: the, I love the juiciness of them. Like it, it's oh, like yeah. so much better than a hot dog.
1: Oh yeah, and and like sometimes that juice is like when it's right off the grill, it'll like burn oh, it's your so mouth. good. <laughs> it, but it's so good, it's so good. But that's my question though: is do, uh, do Southerners like or or people out west or wherever it may be? Like I know the Midwest, and like I think even like when it stretches to Pittsburgh and the Northeast, I think brats are still fairly prevalent. I know in Minnesota, Wisconsin, like that area, like it's all brats. But like in the south, in the west, like out west, do you guys have, Do you guys do brats, or is that like kind of a foreign thing? to you guys like? I that's just yeah. a question I kind of
0: have. You gotta let us know. Exactly. You gotta you gotta tw- tweet at us or DM us because I'm actually exactly. interested too. Because I'm I'm not I'm not afraid to try new tailgate foods. That's for sure. Um, so I get the next two picks. Now, I'm not gonna go in the Lynx family if that's what we're going with the name. Wow. Um, but I'm still staying with like a meat and I think this is a fair pick. So my first overall pick, second overall pick, I guess it would be called. My pick is in. So for my first pick on my lineup, I'm taking a pulled pork slider or sandwich. I don't know how you want to distinguish it. Um, but pulled pork, I'm a huge pulled pork guy, especially with, and I like a mustard based sauce more so than like the sweet baby rays, even though both are amazing, but big like yellow sauce, like vinegary sauce kind of guy, but there's nothing better than like a steamy pulled pork coming out of the oven when it's like 25 degrees out. It's just, it's so good. It just, it warms your entire body up. So I had to get a sandwich in there, some kind of bun to meat ratio. I needed to get in there. So I felt like I had to take that pick with my first pick. Um so yeah, I'm going with pulled pork.
1: See, that's that's interesting to me. I was not expecting that. Um because now you're kinda you're kind of pigeonholed on what you're gonna do with your next pick in some ways. And I think you're opening something up for me. I, I love a pulled pork sandwich. Um I I I do. I think it's a little more niche and I'm not sure like Everyone loves it. Like I know within my own family, even like only a couple people really love it. Like I'm a huge fan. I made literally I made my own pulled pork like two weeks ago. And I've been munching I was munching on that for like a week. So love pulled pork. Um but I'm interested to see where you go now with your second pick.
0: Oh, you know where I'm going with my second pick.
1: I I, I don't know if I do.
0: (laughs) So 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 this where it's tough because there are a lot of regional picks I would pick. But, like, I, you can't get too niche because people are going to be like, what even is that? Um, so I'm, I'm keeping mainstream with these picks. Um, so my second pick is in. So for my second pick, I'm going to take the walking taco, which Bastard. crowd favorite. I mean, it's what else, what else could you want? You got your Fritos. You got your taco meat. You got your, like, little diced tomatoes and lettuce with the cheese on it. I, I just I'm a huge walking walk and taco fan it, or if you want to spice it off, do it like it with a Doritos bag. Oh my god. That'll warm you up on a cold winter's day.
1: Damn it, this sucks because see, I I'm kinda going with like the classics. I'm going with like the like and, and now with my second and third second and third pick, like I could take the other two chalk like staples at every tailgate. But you're taking like the more like a little bit more fun, like pulled pork's a little bit, like a little bit more out there. And the walking tacos definitely out like a little bit more out there, but both are great. But you've left alone. I mean, I I think I can say it without without it being sort of you know controversial. You've left hot dog and you've left cheeseburger or just burger out there. Yeah. Like now I don't you know right. what to do. Am I just gonna stockpile on the blue chippers with I don't with know, maybe the, you do am don't I just gonna, like right now, if I take those two next, I'm literally just stocking up my O-line, but then my wide receivers
0: are going to be bumps <laughs> I just put your head in a blender with those two picks.
1: It's tough, dude. But I, I do love that pick. A walking taco is great. It's, you know, it's it's so easy to hold. It's like something you can walk around and, and eat easily. You can have a beer in the other hand, no problem. Um, it's also nice because like in the cold, like it, it the bag stays warm with all the yeah, warm meat. And so like uh, when you're holding so good. it with your hand, it doesn't like, your hand doesn't get too cold. Like a walking taco is great. I love nothing more than a walking taco, but man, that that makes it tough for me for my next picks.
0: <laughs> that does. I was actually, see the way I looked, the way I viewed it is hot dog isn't as good as a brat. So I'm losing there. So I'm just not even going to take that. And then for my sandwich, I went with the pulled pork. So I was like, I don't want to get double. I can't go double sandwich me so i just took that over the burger so that was that was my thought process all right all right so at this point i have no clue where i'm going with my next pick i'll just say that
1: so it's interesting that but like it's interesting because you said you didn't say anything about okay you know what no i i'm I'm good with this i'm fine with this i'm taking i'm taking chalk i'm taking the blue chippers i'm taking my offensive lineman i've got my left tackle I'm got my left tackle. I'm about to get my right tackle. So my pick <laughs> is in. With the fourth overall pick, my second pick, I'm going with the cheeseburger. I don't care that it's chalk. I don't care. it might be boring. Hot if you have brats and you have you have burgers at your your tailgate, you cannot go wrong. You literally cannot go wrong. So I, again, I with how I'm playing this right now, I think I might lose the the draft. I am worried about this just because I'm going like really boring, really chalk, but I don't care that this is like, this is what I would pick. This is how I would take it. Um, I am totally fine with taking that.
0: Yeah. I mean, I understand it. I, the hamburgers, hamburger or a cheeseburger, whichever you like.
1: Cheeseburger. It. It's gotta be a cheeseburger. If you you're a psychopath.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I agree with that. But Hey, everyone's on their own wave. Uh, but yeah, I mean, they are fire. I mean, I just, I just, I just, I just, Opted for the pulled pork. I personally prefer pulled pork, but I, cause sometimes my worry and this is based off of, uh, like hot, fresh off the grill. So I'll give it that to you, but in a, in a literal setting, sometimes if you get there late, like they're already freezing cold and it's just gross. You know what I mean? So the timing for a burger is pretty important. Yep.
1: No, I agree. They're um, like hockey pucks. No, they, you know, for sure. It, it, it's just the, you know, those are the two things that like, I could easily see myself eating three or four hot dogs or sorry, brats and three or four burgers in, in one tailgate. Like that's something I would have no problem throwing down a pulled pork sandwich. I feel like I'll have one of those and then I'll be like annoyed by how messy it can be. Like you always have to have a plate with that, a burger or brat. You could hold those in one hand easily. Like that's a one hand thing. If you want it to be, it might be a little bit messy, but with a pulled pork, like that's falling apart. If you're not having it on a plate. So uh, yeah,
0: I like to I get messy.
1: I feel, I mean, I guess, but like at the same time, you don't want to, you don't want to lose the, the precious, the the precious meat that's in that sandwich. Like that's the most important part. So you know what? I don't care that this might not play to the graphic. I am totally fine with taking those two. Those two are staples. If you don't have those at your tailgate, it's not a fucking tailgate.
0: Yeah. I mean, they got to be there. I agree.
1: Exactly. So with that said, here with my third pick i i have a little bit of a sleeper third food item that i think i'm just gonna wait on i'm gonna put that on the back burner um and i'm gonna go ahead and take my chip now the chip is tough there's so many great options but to me the chip that i always turn to that's always good and and if there's enough of it there you can never go wrong um so my my third pick the fifth overall pick is in With my chip pick, the third pick, I'm going to go with barbecue Lay's chips, Lay's barbecue specifically. Those things are like, they're like legit melt in your mouth. Like I, I like the thinner chip. Like I, there's always a place for ruffles and like those kind of like little thicker chips, kettle chips, whatever it may be. But a Lay's barbecue, the flavor is just so GD good. Like you cannot beat it. It's so light like you feel like you could have seven handfuls of them and like you don't even feel anything so if I loaded my plate so far with a brat a burger and Lay's barbecue chips like that may be the most like that may be the most iconic like chalk tailgate plate of all time and I am ecstatic to have it
0: I was gonna say so you're feeling pretty good right now
1: I'm feeling good, even though I don't – I still think I'm going to lose this draft just because of how it plays (laughs) the graphic. But people have to think about it. Like, if you're going to a tailgate, those are the three things that you're going to have on your team. That's the three things you're going to have on your plate, no matter what.
0: Well, what's good about this – and I've had some people reach out to me in, like, terms of friends. They ask if, like, we disagree on purpose, like Stephen A. Smith and – Not at all. Those people, yeah. Like, this is not script at all. This is – we're firing from the hip. But it's great because I think it's better that we disagree. For example, I'm not a huge barbecue chip fan. Like that's not—I'd be like, I probably would never. I, like I would never buy that by myself. Like I would never casually eat barbecue chips. I just think there's so many better options out there. Bro, it's so never been like, my thing. That's like so. It the works out. Chip like I reach for. Yeah. See, like I hate nothing's worse when I go to people's like apartments or houses and they they only have barbecue. I'm like, ugh. So, I think but, it works so out you, pretty well. well
1: I mean, I guess we'll find out with your chip pick, but I'm curious to see, like, what kind of chip that you tend towards.
0: Mm, we'll find out. Um, but before we, before we move forward, I, have, I, have some, I, I need some clarifications. Um, so for my third, I'm between, like, a bunch of I'm – I'm between three different ones, and I don't know, like, if they count or not towards for, like, tailgate or, or at home.
1: I say, I say, just go for it. I think there is going to be crossover and I think that's fine at, at some point, you know, with tailgates, people bring things from home. So it's going to, it's not all going to be things that have to be made at the tailgate. So, um, you know what I say, I say, go for it.
0: Okay. I'm going to, I'm going to go with the, I think this is more, I don't know. They're all kind of both there, but this is the more, in my mind, this is more like just throwing, like popping these babies down. Just crushing at the tailgate. So, my third pick is in. So, for my third pick, I'm going with pigs in a blanket. And when oh I my say, God, <laughs> when I say the pigs in the blanket, I don't mean like the literal dish. I'm talking about the little appetizer version where it's like a, it. the little wiener and it's rolled up in the crescent roll and they're just incredible. And you just like literally pop them like Eminem's in the parking lot. I'm going with that as my third pick. That's so brutal. That's, that's literally where I
1: was about to go. I I debated taking that instead of the, the chips right there. I didn't know your stance on chips. Now that I know that you don't like barbecue, I could have gotten that in the fifth round.
0: Right. So I, that works out great for me,
1: man. I should have taken pigs of the blanket. Cause there is, I think that that's the best like, one bite and they're I mean, so I think some, good. some people would argue they're not a one bite snack, but if you're oh a real man, they, yeah, are. they are. Yeah,
0: Mike, they're not yeah. even close.
1: If you're a real man, those are those are one bite like poppers, you just throw them in. So I I love nothing more than a than a good pigs in the blanket. The only problem though at a tailgate is they are not good if they're not warm. If they're not yeah, straight up the oven, warm and crispy. Like they're not good. So like transporting them from the tailgate or from home to the tailgate where, you know, they're in a, they're in a container, they're going to get a little like soggy. And, and that's the only concern I have with them at a tailgate versus being at home. But I mean, man, a a good pig. I mean, a pig's in the blanket. It's hard to beat.
0: Yeah. I, they're, they're they're just one of my favorites easily. Um, But for my chip, I feel like this is, I feel like this, I thought you were going to take this. I feel like this was the most popular one. Like, so I I was actually surprised that you went with barbecue. I thought you were going to go this route because my mind like aside from like Doritos and whatnot, this chip to me is like just, I think it's, I think I would make arguments like the best overall chip you can buy. So my chip pick is in. So
2: with
0: my chip pick, I'm taking the ruffles cheddar and sour cream. And in my opinion, like if I go to a store, like this is what I'm grabbing. I think they're by far the best. I love the ruffle has to be the Ruffle version like lays. And I think other companies do like the cheddar sour cream, but I'm, I'm all on the ruffles team.
1: Yeah. I mean, I love, I love a good cheddar and sour cream. Um, it's a great chip for sure. For me, it's not it's not my my number one barbecue is my number one. Um, I I do think there's something to be said about the ruffles uh, integrity at a, at a tailgate where you might be a little bit sloppy. Your your plate's gonna be full, so you need something that's gonna t- keep its keep its structure. I do think that's a good pick in that sense. Um, but for me, I I prefer the barbecue chip, but I re- I absolutely re- respect a cheddar sour cream. I love a cheddar sour cream, um, but again. For me, it's it's a barbecue, but it's a good pick nonetheless.
0: All right, so I feel pretty good about getting Ruffles there as my chip. Um, and you, final two picks. So you got you have to incorporate a booze into this round, whether it's a beer, liquor, whatever you want. Can you? I don't. If you want to do like a mixed like a mixed situation, I don't know. You can sure. do that. Uh, if you're whatever you I feel like you're.
1: If you're, if you're doing a mixed drink or something like that, I think you're trying too hard. I don't think anyone's really making like great mixed drinks at a tailgate party. I know you're either ripping ripping shots or drinking light beer.
0: I'm putting anything on the table.
1: All right. No, that's fair. That's fair. And so, so now that I've have an absolute dagger in my heart, having uh, pigs in a blanket stolen from me, this is a tough one because you know, hot dogs are still on the table. Like if I if I just wanted to go full full on O line and just take burgers, brats, hot dogs, like that would be pretty electric. Just full eaters. I mean, seriously, that would be just man meat. I mean, that's just that's that power right there. You're just
0: sweat meat. sweats by halftime.
1: That's a that's a team right there that would just run trap, run power all game. Like there's no frills. There's Eric no Henry. there's no We're we're running Enough down your it. throat all game. Right, and you know it. So, so I'm debating doing that, but I think I need a little bit of a flash here. The only problem I have, which granted, if I had gone with pigs in the blanket, it would have been the same way where I'm staying in a, in the wiener, in the wiener category. Um, but I feel pretty good about this. Uh, personally, I I love these whenever they're at a tailgate. Um, they can also be at like a game day food, but, um, this is, this is something that might not resonate with everyone, but I don't care. I'm probably going to lose this draft anyway, so I don't care. Um, but with that, my fourth pick, the eighth overall pick is in. With this pick, I'm going with the little Smokies. Um, you bring those in a crock pot. Um, <laughs> you know what I'm talking about, right? I mean, He's they're, they're a little –
0: you're talking about like the, the, the little like it has that like that like Swedish sauce on it or whatever it's called. It's like yeah,
1: it's it's sweet. It's got it actually has grape jelly in it. It's like a grape jelly. Yeah, like,
0: that that's those
1: are really sauce, good. Like weird little mixture, and it's got like brown sugar in the sauce. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I've made those it are before. those are really good. So fire, dude. What, what's and if the you proper name Lil, for that? Uh, little Smokies. Little Smokies. And, and so Little Smokies is like referring to the like little sausage. Like I'm pretty sure they're called Little Smokies, but when you when you hear little smokies you always think of this recipe with the barbecue sauce like little yeah like thing in a crock pot like those things like if if you if, if someone brings some of those i'm immediately going to that spoon going to that ladle and i'm getting like 15 on my plate and it's going to be Sopping wet my plate, like the buns of everything else is gonna get some of that, some of that juice in there, and that's, I don't that's, care. That's it's, great
0: though, yeah. You got a little. It's
1: so good. So <laughs> I feel really good about that pick. I think it's a little more niche, um, but it is just. I mean, that's a that's a showstopper, and so I feel I feel re- real good about that. A close cousin to this is is the crockpot like barbecue meatballs. I was gonna very say the meatballs. Similar. Yeah, yeah sweet very meatballs. similar. Definitely very similar. They're not Swedish, the Swedish meatballs, bro. You don't know about swedish well, That's what we, that's what we call.
0: I'm saying that's what like not no, like, actual. Yeah. That's what we call them. It's the same, the weird. same exact sauce and everything. That's what we call our Swedish meatballs.
1: That's interesting. Cause Swedish meatballs is, it's more of like a, like a, like a gravy type sauce rather than a like right, right, barbecue right. type sauce, it's but like light, nonetheless, nonetheless, whatever <laughs> the barbecue meatballs are like a very close, uh, cousin to that. So, um, for those who might not know the little smoky specifically, but um, I feel really good about getting little smokies here. Um, I think it's, a, I, I love it. I love it. Um, I don't know how, how the public will react, <laughs> but I love a little smokies. It's so. a hilarious
0: name. Those are, those are crazy. That sauce. Like I I've, when the, those have been present, I've definitely like utilized that sauce on like the burger and whatnot, like just incorporating it with anything I have.
1: It's like sweet and savory at the same time. Oh, it's it's so good. So, so good. So good. yeah, that's so, a solid pick. So now I have my liquor pick for the ninth overall. My fifth pick. This is a tough one because now that we've kind of opened it up to liquor, I, I started thinking about some other uh, some other liquors that uh, could take this play take its place. And I do think there's a very clear number one liquor, but I'm debating between that and just going with a light beer. Oh, it's so tough. Um,
0: it's, it's tough because. Like light beer is tough too. I feel like everyone has like a really strong preference in terms of like see their that, favorite light beer.
1: That's the thing is like I feel like I no matter what light beer I take, like some people will be like, "Oh yeah, it's a good pick," and other pe- other people will be like, "Ah, oh, it's a shit pick." So yeah, I feel like every light beer, like it's I don't think any light beer necessarily, uh, you know, separates itself from the rest. Like people have very strong opinions. We see this guests that we've had jeremiah searles like he's a bush lattes guy like and that's not necessarily like a super light beer but um you know like he is very strongly on on that and then and then we have you know eric woods and he had eric wood and he has a very different opinion on on his light beer of choice and and so i feel like it's no matter where you go you're gonna have haters you're gonna have uh people who love your pick with light beer so with that i think we've actually talked myself into taking liquor and so with that my fifth pick is in so, with my fifth pick, ninth overall, I'm gonna take Fireball. Okay, it's, yeah. it is a childish kind of kind of drink. I think this is the first liquor that probably it's either vodka or Fireball. Everyone when they're in high school, that's what they drank. I've had numerous numerous horrible nights with 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 Fireball. Really, the only place I would ever have Fireball is a tailgate. At this point in my life, uh, once you get into college and past college, like. There's no situation that you have an excuse to have Fireball other than at a tailgate. And so, I will take that opportunity to take Fireball here. I think everyone knows Fireball and tailgates go together like peanut butter and jelly. There if you're at a tailgate, there's always Fireball within a 10-yard radius, radius. So, I I feel good about taking Fireball here.
0: Yeah, I w- I was going to say like that's pretty much like you have like if you're going to take a liquor you got to have to take fireball for the tailgate stuff it's for just sure. it's always there it's someone's always gets into the one of those fireball nights that everyone has i feel like everyone has a story with fireball and it might be the first or last time you ever drink it first and last time you ever drink it depending on who you are um yeah. so I, I agree with that pick i'm not going to take a liquor because if i did i would take fireball um but i'm going i'm gonna, i'm going to take a beer And I just want to preface this with saying, for my yinzers out there, if I could, I would take an, I would take I see light. I see light, like every city has a light beer. As far as I know, like if you don't, you're a weird city. Every city has like their light beer. And I'm just going to say out of the city beers that I've tried and traveled, I see light is actually like a. Pretty good beer. Like, I, I drink it, like, casually. Like, I don't even drink it just a it's Like It's like – it's a solid, light beer. Um, but I can't pick that because no one else really knows it probably. So, I'm not going to go with that. Similar to, like, the Labatt and Bush. Like, it's it's almost too – it's too regional. Um, so, I'm going to take one of the major players. And with that being said, my last pick is in. So, for my booze category, I'm going to take Miller Light. In my opinion, this okay. is superior, This is the superior light beer. Bud Light is water. Don't even if you're unless you're planning on drinking thirty of those. Don't even bring it near me. The Natty Light and like Keystone, like that whole area, Genesee. If you're still drinking that, oh, Genesee? Like, come on, yeah. If you're still drinking that, like twenty-five plus,
1: like have some respect but, for yourself.
0: Yeah, unless you're going on a crazy like you need to buy a hundred of them, like. <laughs> Pay like two more dollars for some respect. My God! Yeah,
1: unless you're on a real bender where yeah, like have some respect for for your body. Like Genesee, Natty Light, like those things should be out of your repertoire past college.
0: (laughs) And uh, like I do love like Corona Lights and Limes, but that's like not a tailgate thing. That's not tailgate. So unless you're down south, like I'm not. That's not touching my hand. Um, what's what's the what's the the other competitor? A Coors. I know. I know. There's a strong Coors like niche group of people who are pro cores and i have some of my family like i don't know if it's older thing too maybe generational but like for some reason people i know like 40 up they're like huge cores fans but like our generation i don't really know anyone who loves cores yeah um, that's that, not that me but they are present see, a lot
1: for sure i do see that a lot at at like in the midwest especially i feel like cores is cores light is really popular amongst
0: very popular
1: uh, uh, definitely amongst elders as well but that like yeah, Coors light I is what, like I drank in high school like if I was drinking um so I I, I would probably have gone with Coors a sneaky now that we're kind of into the you know uh honorable mentions I I do think that that's a strong pick Miller Lite I think that is definitely I think it's the tastiest like
0: light beer you know
1: <laughs> and again this is like where like for me, that's not what I usually reach for, but that's not to say it's not good. Like, it's just so many, like these light beers, they're so hard to differentiate, you know? I yeah. just think it's, you know, it's tough. One of the, a, a little dark horse uh, light beer that I think in the recent years has gained a lot of traction is McUltra. The McUltras, they are, they're pretty damn good. They're, they're like sort of marketed as a more healthy, yeah, sort of lower cal, lower car. The athlete's beer. Yeah, exactly. I do love a good McUltra. So um, I I think that's a strong pick. I think especially in the out East, you see them a lot more nowadays. But, Mm -hmm. and also with Bud Light, I feel like Bud Light's a big time Northeast beer. Yeah, Um, for sure. People never drank more Bud Light. Yeah, I never drank more Bud Light than when we were in college in Massachusetts. Like that that was when I drank the most Bud Light ever. So um, yeah, Yeah, I I do think the light beer is pretty regional. And so it's hard to find one that's like, like very commonly accepted it's like a great light beer right
0: it's a it's definitely a regional thing or like it, it depends how like how really like i don't even know how to put it like how regional your f- like family or group is like certain tailgates like you'll go to in pittsburgh you have like iron city iron city light rolling rock yingling and then like cores like there's not even yeah. any like mainstream but then you can go to like people who aren't really like repping the yinzer stuff and they'll have just like Bud lights you know so it's like it depends what kind of people you are but I really like, I really like sticking to your regional beers. Like if you go to a tailgate up in Buffalo, like you should have a Labatt, bat, you know, or for a sure. Molson. If you go out in Midwest, you should have a Bush latte, just out of respect to all the farmers, <laughs> you know? So I think you, if you're going to have a certain tailgate, if you're trying new places, I'm all, I, I'm all for like trying, you know, that city's beer or whatnot, like whatever it is. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. So, With that said, I want to talk about honorable mentions for this draft. Uh, This is a tough one because, again, like we said, there's so much crossover between tailgate food and game day food. Um, In terms of, like, things that I thought about taking but didn't end up taking because of that crossover – one of them was like chili. I love chili, but for me personally I I associate that more with a game day rather than a tailgate. I'm sure some people associate more with tailgate than 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 I do, but for me mm-hmm. that's how I feel about that. Same with like buffalo dip. Right. Um wings. Uh, yeah, wings I I feel like are more of a game day rather than a tailgate. Some people might argue, I but think that's both, how I look at it. So yeah, they they weird. are kind of both, but I just wings don't play super well in a tailgate personally. They're so uh, messy. They're super messy. You have to have, you have to have a, uh, your glove off to eat one. Yeah. And it's right, like a right. pretty, like, it's kind of an annoying, hard, it's hard. It's, yeah, exactly. It's, it's not so much of like a, a tailgate food in my opinion as much. And, and same goes for any sort of dip, um, you know, chips and salsa, uh, artichoke dip, anything like that. Those are all game days. Those aren't, those aren't tailgates um, in my opinion.
0: Yeah. And the one I always took that I thought was two game day, but it, like all these are both presents. So it's tough, but I, like just, just regular pizza. Like there's always like some oh, yeah. pizza pre- present, like someone always orders, like I'll do three pizzas. So <laughs> it's like someone's always going to have like a hoagie and a pizza situation going on.
1: But I agree that that is definitely more of a, uh,
0: yeah, I, I think so too. Tailgate. That's more of like a Super Bowl party. We should, that, I'm fired up for a Super Bowl party draft one. There's a lot, like, because you got pizzas, wings, hoagies, dips. Like, there's a lot going on. Hoagies, <laughs> I love That's, it. Sorry, what? Do you, what? Hoagies, grinders, Italian. So I mean, yeah, we got
1: we got hoagies. Like, uh, if you go to he's like, it's a regional, like, little. Yeah, it's it's a just a sub, a sandwich. But yeah, hoagie. Grinder. You guys call it sub. I, I guess we just yeah. call it subs. I, I see, I see Hoagie. I see Sub. I see grind. Like uh, not so much Grinder, but yeah. Regardless, it's, Grinder's like
0: North. Grinder's like Boston. That's like when we were at school. Yeah, for sure. It was the so, only time I ever saw Grinder. Yeah,
1: but uh, regardless, I think it was a pretty a, a solid draft. I think I I worry about my my picks just being too chalk. I think I think I might get land based again. But I also wonder I, I and I don't wanna I don't wanna question our, our fans' integrity, our audience's integrity, but I wonder how much of people are just voting for the big guy because it's the big guy. I, I wonder that. So I wonder about maybe doing like a blind a blind vote. A and we've B. we've
0: tried that. And, it, and we did I, 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 the first like three I put out were all just like list A, list B. And I all right, never it.
1: mind. Then maybe I'm just bad at drafting. Yeah, so we'll have to see the results of this draft. Hopefully I, I have a better showing, um, show up for me, for guys, audience. I need your help. Uh, we got to take down Pat at some point. I know I got some, some Stan fans out there at some point they'll show up, but, um, we got, we got to get some, some votes for, for, for Stan out this time. I I'm trying to win. I'm trying my best to win these. I am shooting from the hip now. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not trying to play this game of pandering anymore. I'm just shooting from the hip waiting until I, till I get my turn. So, um, with that, I think we will close out this episode of the Big Uglies podcast. Follow us on Twitter, TikTok, and Instagram at We Are Big Guys, as well as our new Twitter account at The Big Uglies Pod. Also, don't forget to download and subscribe to this podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Play. And hit up our merch store on the We Are Big Guys account for all your big man apparel needs. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you guys next time.